there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to Season 2 of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life. Um, Today's episode is a solo episode. I haven't actually done one in quite a while, and a lot has been going on in our world regarding Skylar, his behaviors, and overall his GI discomfort um, and ulcerative colitis uh, debacle, I guess is the best way to call it. Um, for those of you that have followed our story for a few years of uh, me doing this podcast and blogging, um, Skylar was diagnosed in 2018 with ulcerative colitis and esophageal disease. Uh, that came later than I had hoped that it had come. Um, I, I just, I guess, probably like a lot of parents, I spent so much time trying to figure out the behaviors and what the behaviors meant and what part of his autism was impacting his inability to sit still and his aggression and pulling my hair and hitting and slapping and refusing to eat and all the things. And I just kept focusing on either medications for behaviors, um, therapies, trying to calm his body down, work on his motor control, pretty much everything that any quote unquote expert told me to do. Um, I also leaned on plenty of you and plenty of parents experience. And I just really never felt settled that all of his behaviors and all of his acting out was because of autism and, and because he was frustrated that he couldn't communicate. I'm sure a huge part of not being able to communicate effectively whether it's through um, spelling or communication devices or pointing even, um, to get us to understand exactly what he needs or feels or wants. I can only imagine 18 years of that, or 17 at the time, um, was extremely frustrating for him. But I just didn't believe that that was all the story um, with what was going on with him. So we reached out to um, a gastroenterologist who specializes in children and young adults on the spectrum and really has a, a great idea and understanding of what our kids are going through in their, their bellies. I've learned through the last couple of years um, in investigating all of his GI discomfort that over 50% of the population um, with autism has some sort of autoimmune issue like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease um, or other autoimmune conditions in addition to their autism. So I've said it a million times, but for everyone who tells us that autism is to blame for all of these things, it's, it's unfair to lump everything under one autism umbrella um, and not really investigate all the different aspects of your child that may be ailing them. So, um, so again, we had the studies, the colonoscopy and the endoscopy back in 2018, 
And um, those revealed the diagnosis that I mentioned, esophageal disease and ulcerative colitis. And we started on a biologic um, for Skylar and injectable, which he tolerated quite well in the beginning. And it seemed to show some promise. But as quickly as we saw a little bit of change in him, he went downhill and um, developed some horrible side effects. He had abscesses. He had um, swollen private parts, um, inflamed and bleeding. Um, it was awful, awful. So we halted that immediately. And then COVID hit. So we were very, very hesitant and in fact decided against putting him on any other immunosuppressant. I can't ever say that word right. Um, any biologic that will suppress his immune system um, for other ways of saying it. Um, because I had no idea if he were to get COVID or anything else with his immune system being so compromised, it could be fatal. We had no idea. So for the past year and a half, Skylar has virtually gone untreated for the ulcerative colitis part, other than um, some GERD medications for his, you know, choking and some of his upper GI um, issues. And also I just put him on a ton of supplements um, and just kind of went that route to try to naturally heal his belly. I was very focused on gluten-free foods and trying to keep his diet, um, but that didn't really do much. And um, I think things only worsened. So in the past, gosh, six to eight months, we just started seeing a different person completely with Skylar. He became more aggressive and it was at random times. Like we'd be driving and he might be smiling at the song that's on the radio. And then a switch would get flipped almost immediately. And he would lunge forward and grab a hold of my hair and not let go, um, which is extremely dangerous. Um, we'd be feeding him and he would, you know, be excited about the food and sit down at the table and eat a couple of bites. And probably it was almost always within the fourth or fifth bite, again, a switch would go off. He would like snap and just start slapping me or again, pull my hair. Or if my husband was feeding him, he would smack him in the head or smack him on the face. Um, and you just don't know that it's coming. It happens so quick. So, I mean, I block him the best I can, but it just gets to be a lot. I, I'm sure I'm not telling most of you anything you don't already know and feel yourself, but to just be physically assaulted by your child on a repeated basis, on a daily basis, it's really stressful. And I just find myself thinking, gosh, I mean, I know you're uncomfortable. Clearly I can see that something is wrong with you and something is amiss in your body. But do you also just, are you angry with me because I haven't figured it out? Are you angry with me because I'm giving you something that's hurting you? Um, I just, I feel so guilty and so just horrible because I can't fix it. And I don't, I you know, I can't climb into his mind and read his mind and understand what all of these external behaviors are telling me and, you know, make it go away. And anything you would like to do for your young toddler children, you make their, their um, pain and boo-boos go away. I just, I can't fix it. So after 
significant weight loss um, because he was pushing the food away constantly and hitting us and all of that. He refused to eat. He has lost about 13 pounds since January, and it was it's very noticeable that he is losing weight. So, you know, I, I hesitated to contact his GI only because, again, with COVID, I we have to fly out of state for any treatments or any appointments um, to have him looked at again. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he cannot wear a mask due to his sensory issues. He will rip it off the minute I put it on. We've tried. Um, I'm not even getting into that argument with anybody <laughs> about masks because I just, I mean, I, I can't be expected to do any more than I've already done. So I didn't think that that flying with him would be a possibility. Um, but I did the research and found that the airlines do have mask exemption policies. So as soon as I saw that, I thought this is this could happen. We can make this work. So I called his uh, GI physician and um, we had a Skype call with him and he said, yes, I'm very concerned um, that his ulcerative colitis has worsened over the last year or so, especially with no treatment, um, or that he might have developed something else um, on top of that. So the weight loss is concerning. Let's get you guys in here as soon as possible. So we flew um, a few weeks ago, actually, the first week of August to Austin, Texas to have a repeat colonoscopy and endoscopy done. Um, and while we were there, <laughs> I had pre-scheduled some Austin dentists to look at Skylar. It, I mean, the, the stars aligned for that because I didn't know if that would even be a possibility. But one of the thoughts I had when he was so aggressive and angry when he ate was that perhaps he has impacted wisdom teeth, he might have molars that are coming in um, oddly and, and pain, causing him pain. We also knew that he had a loose tooth on the top of his mouth um, from one of his dental cleanings, but they can't really do anything about it unless he was sedated and, you know, they could really do x-rays. So I thought, well, he's going to be sedated anyway during these um, scopes. So if a dentist could go in there and also do x-rays and check out his teeth while he's already sedated that would be phenomenal for us to not have to put him through that again at another appointment down the road. So it worked out and they did that. And they did find that, um, ironically enough, he has no wisdom teeth and he will not get them. They're not even up, up in his mouth anywhere. And he also said he's missing some of his molars and he won't be getting those either. So that was great to know that it wasn't his teeth and it wasn't anything in his mouth that was causing him pain. Um, but, you know, again, we're back to the drawing board, so to speak. So we, we did get to see the photos of his scopes while we were waiting for him to come out of sedation. And um, I guess the, the positive side is that the um, ulcerative colitis and the um, esophageal disease did not worsen over the last year and a half, but they are definitely no better. Um, he is in just as much pain and um, agony as he was back in 2018 before we started the biologics. So he told us that the biopsies and the pill camera results would be available in a few weeks. So I actually just talked to the physician um, earlier this week and you know, my husband had just gotten home from work when I, right before I hung up the call um, with the doctor. And 
I just started crying. And he's like, oh my gosh, take a breath. Like he was scared that it was something really, really bad. Um, And to me, everything's bad. Anytime your child is suffering, it's awful. And I just feel so helpless. But, you know, one of the things he told me, I think that brought me to severe tears is that um, not only does he have all of the conditions that I've repeated over and over, but um, he also has um, duodenitis, I think is how you say it. And basically that's the upper third of your intestine that is scarred, severely inflamed. And so I asked him about the eating and how, you know, as I mentioned, Skylar would take like four bites and then just all of a sudden just go into this rage and just start hurting us and shoving the food away. And he said that completely makes sense because food only takes minutes once it hits your throat and goes down into your body to hit the top of your intestines and the food traveling down his throat, um, which is, you know, covered in ulcers anyway. And then once it hits the top of his intestine like that, it is beyond tolerable. He, he was in excruciating pain when he took bites. And so I think the first couple bites he managed and then he really started to feel it and couldn't eat. So that explains the weight loss that explains, you know, the, the behaviors um, at dinners and then the behaviors after, because the kid was hangry. He clearly wanted to eat because he was really excited about eating, but then he, you know, lost it on us and was that way for the rest of the night. And then he just kept putting himself to bed because I think laying down and he had no other choice. He couldn't eat and he didn't know what else to do with himself. So he just kept going to bed early, which I hated also. So anyway, um, so that explained that. But, you know, why I was so tearful is because he suggested that um, Skylar also is his symptoms are much, much worse given the diet that he's on. Here I thought I was doing all the right things by giving him gluten-free foods and, you know, things that weren't hurting him. He doesn't like candy and he doesn't really like sugar much, so he doesn't get any of that stuff. And his dairy is very limited to just Activia yogurt with his medicine in the morning. Um, but apparently the protein in most starchy carbs beyond gluten, um, Skylar can't tolerate. And most patients with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's struggle to tolerate carbs beyond fruit. And so again, here I thought I was helping my kid and I was making it worse. Um, the foods that are Skylar's main staples, um, his Velveeta mac and cheese that he loves, um, the gluten-free version that I make him of that, um, his burrito bowls with rice he loves, and his um, goulash that I make him that he loves so much with gluten-free pasta. He can't have any of that. So pasta, rice, potatoes, all of it is out. So um, it was it was funny because it struck me that I just had Crystal Jordan on the podcast a few weeks ago. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please check it out. She wrote a book called Food for Thought, F-O-U-R. And we talked all about the specific carbohydrate diet and how she just kind of stumbled upon it and then did a ton of research because her son was having all kinds of GI issues and sleep, sleep issues and a lot of oddities. And she switched him to that and he started making sounds and then eventually talking and all of his 
eczema and skin conditions, everything started clearing up. So I'm, it, the minute she told me all that, I started researching the diet and I got her book and I'm thinking about it. But then to have the doctor say that to me, like, this needs to be immediate. Like he needs to be on this, this diet to help clean out his system. That's when I lost it. Cause I'm like, gosh, if I just coulda, shoulda, woulda, it's like, had I started this diet five, even 10 years ago, um, where would he be now? Would he be talking? Would he be fluent on his communication, facilitated communication, be typing to me, um, spelling like a crazy man, you know, asking for things that he wants? Would the aggression have ever gotten to this point because it might not have been as bad as it is right now? And I know that is horrible to do to yourself as a parent, to blame yourself, to feel guilty, but it's hard not to. I just cannot stand seeing him suffer and be so angry and violent and aggressive with us only because he's acting out. I know that is a form of communication. I, I'm clear on that. It's just, I don't know what to do with that. You can only take so much abuse from your child and you're just not getting what they're trying to tell you. So immediately I switched. I went in the pantry as soon as I hung up the phone with the doctor and I cleared out everything and I took to Amazon and I ordered lentil pasta um, and I switched out. I made, I make his burrito bowls at home now anyway. And, um, I switched everything cauliflower based that I could. So cauliflower rice and cauliflower mashed potatoes and everything that I could possibly do to switch him. So he has been on the diet for three days now. I think we're going into our fourth day and so far so good. He really likes all the food that I've swapped out which was so surprising. I, I was really nervous that he was going to turn his nose up at everything. But so far, it's going well with the food. Um, today was his day back to school, of course, because it's Monday. And um, when I'm recording this, it's Monday. And um, he, I gave them strict instructions, you know, no more of his goldfish snacks and his veggie straws and some of the things that he liked. And I packed what he can have. And I, you know, was very adamant that they only give him those things and for them to track his behaviors too. Um, I, I don't expect a miraculous turnaround within a week, but I really hope that I can come back on here in a month or six weeks and report noticeable changes in his behaviors as his body starts to heal. Um, I wanted to start the diet now before we start his new biologic uh, just to give the diet a little bit of time to, to work and to start healing him before we add something else so I can really be sure which of the two things were helping. And then together, I hope they make miraculous changes with him over a short period of time. So I don't know. I guess I just took to the podcast today to just talk about our experience and to encourage any parent that has a child that sounds like Skylar, who is just kind of hit or miss with eating, if you're seeing rapid weight loss, if there are behaviors that are just kind of out of nowhere that are unexplainable, even self-injurious stuff, um, he's hitting himself more. They're clearly frustrated and they're clearly trying to communicate to you, um, especially if they're nonverbal, that they're in some sort of distress or pain. And please stop at nothing to find answers. 
If you want the contact of our doctor, I will be glad to share it with you. Um, just message me on Instagram at Welcome to My Life, Lori Hellman, or on Facebook, Welcome to My Life, Autism Warrior Mom, um, and I will share all of that with you um, because we were turned away from so many local doctors telling us just to give him Miralax and, um, you know, just try to <laughs> heal him that way, which was ridiculous. So, um, and just don't let anyone tell you that seizures and eczema and constipation and all of those things are just part of autism because they are not, they are totally separate. It's, it's purely, it's not coincidence, but it's purely an aside issue when you have autoimmune disorders and other things as well as autism. They were all, they're all different things. And unfortunately, all of that gets lumped under the autism umbrella and it's just dismissed too often. So um, again, if you need anything and any resources, please reach out to me and I will tell you everything that I know and that we've been through thus far in 18 years. Also pick up Crystal's book, Food for Thought, if you're curious about the specific carbohydrate diet or Google the diet. I found some shopping lists and some um, food lists that of things he can and can't have. And that's been really helpful for me to take to the grocery store when I read labels and all of that. So um, thanks as always for listening to my episodes and all my guests and to even me rambling in solo episodes. And we'll be back next week with another episode um, with another guest. And then I'm going to be taking a break for most of September um, and just taking a little bit of time off. I want to focus heavily on Skylar and his diet and um, his new biologic treatment and just really give him a thousand percent of my attention just so I can notice and jot down any tiny little things um, and any changes so that I, I know kind of where to go from there. So again, thanks for listening and have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.